Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with episode 180 of the Tutor Podcast, the weekly show for anyone in the business of helping other people through teaching, tutoring and coaching. As always, I'm here to share what I've learned about the business of teaching and to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business, same way I love mine, so that you can make more money while you help more people along the way. If you like the show, do like and subscribe it. Subscribe to the show and every Monday I'll post another episode. I'll give away more of what I know. And that'll keep you and your business up to speed right here on the Tutor Podcast. And today's the second of three episodes on business structures and Aim more for those of us who are who sort of drifted into the teaching business without much of a plan and maybe haven't established what they're going to do with it. So this is kind of me reaching back to my former self going, we could do this. So today we're going to be looking at the the business structure known as partnerships. Now bear in mind guys, here's my disclaimer. This is not legal or financial advice. It's just an overview aiming to get you thinking and organizing what you do. For formal advice, see your accountant or a qualified financial advisor or a solicitor. Remember that your circumstances will be different to anyone else's. So do your research, form your own opinion and decide how you want things to go down. For myself, I use an ordinary partnership for some of my investment properties and my co-partner in that is my wholly owned tutoring company. Now, this gives me more flexibility over getting my money out of the business in a tax efficient way and staying on side with Johnny Taxman. I have some other properties that are held in an unconnected former joint venture company and we'll take a look at company structures next episode but for today it's more on the, the side of the partnership so here's the skinny because i found that partnerships can be a very good way of doing things we'll start off with what a partnership is in its simplest format this is an ordinary partnership also known as a general partnership it's the basic structure and a lot of this applies across all partnerships so first thing partnership obviously there must be two or more partners now, an ordinary partnership like this isn't a separate legal entity. So those partners do have joint liability for the business. There's no separation between the business activities and the individuals. But this also means they get to share the profits. As I said, you must have a minimum of two designated members at all times, one of which can be a limited company because the limited company is a separate legal entity. Now, one of those partners must be the nominated partner. This is actually the guy or girl who files the returns and keeps the records. 
and they're responsible for the day-to-day running of the company and for submitting the accounts. As far as tax goes, you don't have to register this with Companies House, but you must register it with HMRC. You won't pay corporation tax because there's no distinction between the partnership and yourselves as individuals, or in my case, a part, a company. So the members will pay tax on their personal income. Uh, the partnership can have uh, inheritance tax liabilities, and uh, you will have to complete a yearly self-assessment. Now, here's my opinion here on all partnerships, no matter what format you end up playing in. Write it down. Draw up a partnership agreement. Uh, for myself, that meant I downloaded a template and tailored it so that everybody knows the rules of the game. Who does what? Who gets paid what? When things should happen? And, and so on. The aim there is to avoid arguments later. It also gives a certain amount of evidence that there's a partnership operating, for instance, between my property business and the limited company. Most of all, though, you won't be arguing later about those memory losses about, I thought you were taking care of that. You know, those selective memory issues that you're probably going to face if you're dealing with another human being. And you'll almost certainly face if you're dealing with yourself. So outside that basic structure, there are a couple of other partnership structures which we want to take a look at. One's called limited partnership, and the second one is a limited liability partnership or an LLP. Now, the limited partnership is rather like a general partnership, an ordinary partnership, in that it's not a separate legal entity, but as before, a relationship between partners. Again, we need two partners. But the wrinkle here is that there are now two types of partner. There's a limited partner and a general partner. The limited partner will contribute an amount of money or properties of the business when it's set up. And that's the limit of their liabilities. They can't actually manage the business, but they can't be pursued for more than those initial introductions. But the downside is they can't remove their original contribution either because that would remove their liability as limited as it is. And the second partner in limited partnership is a general partner. And these are the guys who are liable for any debts the business can't pay. They can control and manage the business and they can make irreversible binding decisions for the business. Uh, furthermore, they can apply to register the business for certain schemes. Now, as a limited partnership, you must register the business with Companies House. This is something you didn't have to do for a general partnership. You must have a business address and you must register the business for self-assessment with HMRC, as well as register yourself separately as an individual. Obviously, you may have to register the business for VAT if you expect yourself to be more than 85000 a year. And you must be prepared to act for the business if it's wound up and dissolved. 
So limited partnerships, a little bit more nuanced than the ordinary partnership. But then we move on to the big one. This is the limited liability partnership. I think this is the most demanding partnership structure. And I can only imagine the additional rules are there because of the limitation of liability this structure allows you. So you can set up or incorporate a limited liability partnership known as an LP to run a business as long as there are two or more members. Now the member, as before, can be a person or a company. And the company is known as a corporate member. Each member pays tax only on their share of the profits, just like an ordinary partnership. But here's the crucial distinction, is that the partners are not personally liable for any debts the business can't pay. So there's a degree of protection of the individual's assets here. Now to form an LLP, you'll need to have at least two designated members. So you'll choose a name, get yourself a registered address, and that'll be public domain information. You must have an LLP agreement that says how the LLP will be run. I think that's important across all the partnerships, as I've previously mentioned. And furthermore, you must register the LLP with Companies House. Those two or more designated members have certain greater responsibilities than in an ordinary partnership. You can also have any number of ordinary members. So bear this stuff in mind. Your LP agreement should say how the profits are carved up, who needs to agree the decisions, who's responsible for what, and how members can join or leave the partnership. Get a solicitor to do that for you, or you can write your own, get download a template. All the members though, regardless of whether they're designated members or ordinary members, must carry out their duties and meet their legal responsibilities as set out in that LLP agreement. Every single member must register for self-assessment with HMRC. Again, don't pick a fight with the tax man because they'll just kill you. So those designated members, they have to do the registration of the business. They also will register themselves as an individual. They maybe have to register the partnership for VAT. They may have to appoint an auditor if they need one. They'll certainly be required to keep accounting records and they'll be expected to prepare, sign and send the annual accounts to company's house and file a confirmation statement there. They must also tell company's house about any changes. For example, if they change the registered name, the address or the members. They must act for the LLP if it's wound up or dissolved. And the designated members can be prosecuted if they don't meet the legal obligations. Furthermore, the LLP can also be taken off the register. So there's quite a lot more there than an ordinary or limited partnership. But the significant advantage there is the limitation of liability. So there we go, guys. That's an overview of partnership business structures. I use one. Might be worth your while looking at it if you're able to work with another person or if you have a company.
it's worth a think about. I use this hybrid structure. It's been successful so far. Nobody's um, seen a hole in it or told me that I'm flagging foul of any legislation or tax codes. So there we go. All about partnership business. That's all we've got time for today, but I hope it's been useful to you. Do get in touch with your challenges, your insights, your thoughts, your triumphs, tribulations, whatever you want to call them. I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's info at neilcowmeadow.com. And please like and subscribe to the podcast. And you can always follow me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. I'll see you next time right here when we'll be talking more about how to start, grow and love your tutoring business. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.